0: Let's think about it for a moment. Is Our patients are generally systemically sicker. Um, they're not, not looking after themselves as, uh, as much as should do. Uh, life is more stressful. Welcome to the Dental Implant Podcast with your host, Pav Kara, Your source of knowledge for all things relating to dental implants. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learn something valuable. I hope. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Dental Implant Podcast. I don't know why there was part of me that 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 uh, really felt like saying previously on the Dental Implant Podcast, and I think part of that probably comes from the fact that uh, myself and my wife have been watching 24 recently, so I, I've got it in my head previously on 24, previously on the Dental Implant Podcast, so. Uh, Thank you for joining me again it is a Sunday morning Uh, I've just got back from the gym not too long ago which is why I'm looking a little bit rough around the edges but let's face it you guys aren't here for my pretty face although some of you may be Uh, well if you're listening to this as opposed to watching it then obviously you're not but (laughs) go on Joe Uh, so Um, right guys let me give you a little bit more information as always I've got my notes ready so if I'm looking over to one side I'm just doing it to refresh my memory so you guys are absolutely fantastic I've got people listening from all over the world and it's really quite an honour so if there's anything that you guys particularly want to know about reach out to me Uh, find me on Facebook search for the Dental Implant Podcast Uh, look me up on YouTube uh, surprisingly the Dental Implant Podcast um, and you know just let, let's let's chat let's open conversations and, you know let's see what you guys want to know about so what am i going to discuss today something i've alluded to before vitamin d and cholesterol hypercholesterolemia so let's get started Bad cholesterol, LDL, low density lipoprotein, whatever you want to call it, We're, I may I may interchange those terms uh, when I'm referring to good cholesterol. Obviously, I'm talking about HDL, high density lipoproteins. Um, so let's see how this all interplays together. Okay. So what does a uh, low-density lipoproteins? what does LDL actually do? It increases the activity and differentiation of osteoclasts. Those are the cells involved in bone destruction, effectively. So what bad cholesterol does is it actually alters your bone metabolism for the worst. Firstly, it suppresses osteoblasts, the cells which uh, start to depose the osteoid matrix. And secondly, it upregulates the osteoclasts. Um, so... That's one of the reasons why if you, your cholesterol is raised, uh, particularly your LDL is raised and it's not in balance, uh, it does actually impact bone density. So the other thing that we know as well is elevated serum LDL, uh, it increases the inflammatory response to, to bacteria as well. So let's put aside the, the the healing process for a moment, is if your LDL cholesterol is raised, Uh, you may find that periodontally you're more susceptible to problems because you have an elevated inflammatory response. Now, a lot of patients who come in to see us who want to have implants have had periodontal issues before in the past. And what do we know? That as long as the periodontal issues are controlled, we can go and we can place implants. That is not a problem at all. But then... The argument then becomes should we then be looking at their cholesterol profile and making recommendations either directly through their GP or through whatever health service really that to make lifestyle changes to improve their LDL cholesterol profile um yeah I mean why not we're looking after these patients best interest um you know it's <clears throat> I was chatting with Bill Schaefer a few podcasts ago, and um, I'd said to him that I'd noticed poorer bone quality coming in uh, a few weeks ago as well. Bill and I had a little bit of a chat. He's noticed a, an increase in early failures as well. But let's think about it for a moment: Is our patients are generally systemically sicker? Um, they're not well, not looking after themselves as uh, as much as we should do. Uh, life is more stressful. Um, that elevates. Cortisol levels, which then has an impact on bone metabolism as well. I'm not going into that this episode. I will go into that another episode for you. When try, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you a little bit of an indication that actually it's a little bit more complicated than bang, putting a main plant, heels, and everything's absolutely fine. Okay. So LDL, it does actually increase the inflammatory response. So we need to do what we can to try to reduce and mitigate these risks for patients. Get their LDL cholesterol down and improve their overall profile, okay? So what happens is bone releases enzymes which are involved in oxidation of LDL, okay? So the bone leaches these enzymes outwards. That results in a reduction in bone mineral density. Uh, and that's that's one of the, the methods by which uh, LDL cholesterol plays a role. So oxidative stress is important. Now, we've heard about antioxidant. Um, and this, again, just goes to show it's another factor that is directly related to what we do. Um, there are some supplements, I think, particularly based out of, I think it's Canada. It might be the U.S. and Canada, where it is a support system for uh, uh, for patients who are having implants placed, and in there they have antioxidants. Um, me personally, if if patients are coming in to see me and they they want to know what they can do, and part of this is is in my consent form as well, is there is a there's a great supplement from a guy called Mike Mahler, M-A-H-L-E-R. This guy talks about hormone optimization. And one of the things that he does is he has a... Uh, supplement range called Restorzyme which is a systemic enzyme and it's designed to reduce systemic inflammation now what this won't do is it's not a magic bullet cure so if you're not looking after yourself and if your diet's crap um, then they're not really going to help and in fact talking about it here it is take them myself okay and I recommend those to surgical patients Uh, it's just part of the assessing the patient overall okay so Bone leaches um, certain enzymes, reduces its density in response to low-density lipoproteins. Okay? So it goes back to that thing, doesn't it? Where, you know, we're always told by doctors and everybody else, look after yourself, have a healthy diet, have a Mediterranean diet, exercise a certain amount. And we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We wave it off and we're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's not a problem. A little bit of weight here and there. But now I'm fully respective of the fact that uh, I am overweight myself um, and I need to I need to do something about that. The the power is mine to do something about that. So I've improved my diet. Uh, I've joined the gym, which is why my hair is looking like a mess, why I'm looking like I got back from the gym about an hour ago, because I got back from the gym about an hour ago. Because the more I'm reading about this, the more I'm realizing that your cardiovascular health and uh, your neuromusculature is not just important for cardiovascular health long-term and to avoid cancers and, and heart disease. But in terms of systemic metabolism, okay, healthy bones, healthy everything, it's really, really important. So um, so that's one of the reasons why I'm back at the gym, because the more I'm studying this, the more I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is so impactful that if I'm going to be telling my patients to do this, I need to be doing it myself as well, okay? Yeah, so again, going back to that, that good quality diet again, um, <clears throat> one thing you may not realize is a lot of the – A lot of the olive oils that you get from supermarkets, they're actually blended. So the olive oil that I use myself personally, I get it directly from uh, from an Italian farm. And the reason why that's important is with these Mediterranean diets, it's particularly the olive oil, which is a very powerful antioxidant, but it has to be pure compressed olive oil, not something that, there's nothing on the supermarket shelves that I would classify as a good, good quality olive oil. That's why I get it direct from the source. You know, looking after yourself and a healthy diet. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. The fruit and the veg that uh, myself and my wife get, we get from a local farmers market. We are very particular about the source of uh, of meat that we get. And again, I'll come on to that. I think in a later episode, the reason why I won't have any meat that's from uh, uh, from the from, from the supermarket. There is a reason for that. Okay. So next thing, increased LDL, oxidized LDL. It suppresses osteoblast function, it suppresses osteoblast health, and it suppresses osteoblast differentiation. So what that means, the bone forming cells, they are fewer in number, they are weaker, and there are less recruitment of them. So on one hand, you have this elevated uh, osteoclastic activity, on the other hand, you have this depressed osteoblastic activity, and it's that imbalance which, which has a big impact on bone metabolism. Because quite often these are cascade effects, normally you are fine. you're not going to get this, you're not going to get an elevation in something without a suppression in the other. So uh, that's why quite often you'll, you'll find that very much working uh, in combination like that. So what we think as well, so... The reason why it's called good cholesterol, HDL, high-density lipoprotein, the reason why it's that way around is because what, what we know to be true is uh, HDL, it appears to interrupt the cascade events leading to the oxidation of low-density lipoprotein. So we spoke a few moments ago about how bone releases enzymes and in doing so reduces bone mineral density. And that's in response to the presence of... Um, low density lipoproteins now HDL will actually interfere with that cascade that's why when you speak to somebody they talk about ratios of HDL to LDL and there's a lot of medical colleagues out there where they don't mind your overall cholesterol being elevated as long as those proportions are correct. If those proportions are out of kilter, that's when, that's when you generally tend to find you're having more issues. And let's think about it for a second. A lot of the patients who are coming in to see us, they will have undiagnosed hypercholesterol issues. They won't know what their ratios are. And we're doing intervention surgery on them. You know, we are doing bone grafting for them. We're placing implants for them. We're charging these patients a lot of money. Should we be taking blood tests first and having corrective work done first for a better outcome for our patients? That is something that you guys need to decide for yourselves. Okay, I can't tell you what to do. So high density lipoprotein is, is basically a bone cell protector it protects a bone cell okay what happens when the ldl is uh, elevated it reduces bone metabolism but not only not only do you get a reduction in bone mineral density you get an increase in the in the amount of fat in a bone um it, it, within the bony compartment as well so um uh, professor branemark um if you don't know who professor mark is i don't know why you're listening to this podcast because you obviously don't place implants the the godfather of implants forget godfather the father of implants the, the absolute reason why we're doing them today okay is one of the things he used to say is yellow bone scares me and quite often if he would if he was going to do surgery and he opened it up and he found yellow bone or oh, what's the yellow in bone it's fat if you open up uh, an upper six position and the bone's really soft and you're drilling and you're looking at it and it's all yellow it's because it's fatty it's not it's not true bone and you'll notice when you're doing your osteotomy when it bleeds if you if you've got really good surgical light and good magnification i use 2.8 magnification and uh, uh overhead surgical light you'll see like these little oil droplets on top of the blood why, why is that that's fat Okay, so that is one of the reasons uh, why you can get an increased fatty space. Okay, so just be aware of that. So, that fat obviously inhibits osteointegration. How does it interfere with osteointegration? Because it's not bone. And we know that in those cases, the osteoclastic activity is high and the osteoblastic activity is low. Okay, Federico et al. um, They showed that an elevated total cholesterol increase the risk of failure of bone grafting by 7.5 times. You are seven and a half times more likely to have issues with bone grafting when your uh, LDL cholesterol and total cholesterol is raised, okay? So let me ask you what I asked you a few minutes ago. Is are there certain patients that we should be doing blood tests on and having corrective work done on before we start doing anything along these lines? Okay. So cholesterol is actually, HDL, it's actually converted to a pre-vitamin D3. Okay. So in the correct cascade, it's actually helpful. It's needed to, synth- to synthesize Uh, vitamin D3, okay? Now, vitamin D3 is really, really important, particularly people on my skin tone uh, during the winter when you've got very weak sun outside, um, generally tend to find your vitamin D levels are extremely low. Now, vitamin D is related to a healthy immune system, healthy bone metabolism. Without it, you're gonna have pretty serious issues. And there are a lot of people out there walking around with undiagnosed vitamin D issues, okay? <clears throat> so what happens is uh, after binding to the vitamin D, uh, there's a carrier which uh, then, transports, then transports this pre-vitamin D hormone uh, to the liver, okay? and that is then converted into hydroxyvitamin D3, okay? Now, the issue that you have is if you have a fatty liver, okay, or you have liver dysfunction, that conversion is going to be interrupted somewhat, okay? So, what does that Go back to that goes back to the healthy lifestyle we were talking about before. If patients are coming in to see us and they are overweight, their body fat percentage is high, they're not looking after themselves, they're not exercising, they're not healing properly, um, and they have liver issues as a result their the vitamin D is going to be suppressed even further. Supplementation with vitamin D is very easy to do and it's very predictable to do as well. Um, again, should we be looking to do um, these types of uh, tests, blood tests prior to actually undertaking any treatment for grafting or for implant placement? Now, you may be thinking to yourself, single implant, I'm not as bothered. What about if you're doing a full mouth? What if you're doing about a full arch? What if you're doing about a quadrant? You know, for the sake of a blood test, it may be worth it, okay? Uh, So I'm not sure how to pronounce this name, but I have read it. Dvorak et al. demonstrated that a vitamin D deficiency has a negative impact on cortical peri-implant bone regeneration. Okay so what does that mean? You put the implant in if your vitamin D is not appropriate, not high enough, the seal of the cortical plate around the neck of the implant is compromised right from the start. Now remember when I spoke in the episode about super osseointegration? Well can that help in these instances? Yes, absolutely it can. It's just another cog in the wheel. That doesn't mean that you can ignore all the vitamin D issues. That just means with super and treating implants before they go in place, you're just starting to tip the balance in our favor, okay? Vitamin D really important. Liver health really important. And you see how all these things are starting to interlink together, okay? So vitamin D deficiency has also been implicated in numerous allergic disorders, and in, and we know it's involved in the immune system as well. So when people say, "Oh, to keep your immune system healthy, you need to take vitamin C," vitamin D is more important than vitamin C. Full stop. Mm, okay, there's no argument around that. So Sabetta et al. in 2010 conducted a, uh, a cohort study that showed that vitamin D concentrations of above 38 nanograms per mil were associated with a two-fold decrease in upper respiratory tract infections, okay? So you need a high level of vitamin D to help protect your body and your immune system, okay? So vitamin D deficiency has also been implicated in other diseases like um, uh, it's well, it's linked to diabetes. the, the theory is is that it, it impairs insulin sensitivity. Okay, And uh, now if you think about it, is which of the groups in the UK more likely to suffer with uh, uh, with diabetes? It's the darker skinned population. Okay, uh, population such as myself. Why? Because my skin tone is designed for a much higher dose of uh, of sunshine, which I'm not getting, so my vitamin D is low. So, if a lot of these people are going out and and they don't have enough vitamin D, and they're not eating well, not looking out after themselves particularly well, that vitamin D deficiency is not helping them. It's pushing them towards uh, uh, diabetic type tendencies and diabetes. Uh, and so we need to understand that it's all you know this is all linked together we know that diabetes interferes with healing with wound healing um is there possible is it possible that is that it's also directly linked to vitamin d and diabetes at the same time i don't know i don't have these answers i'm just telling you that you know i'm trying to sift through the information and piece together one thing at a time okay um we know that vitamin d deficiency is related to high blood pressure cardiovascular diseases certain cancers um high serum vitamin d is really important for bone metabolism okay um we i had a patient recently where my fault i didn't do any blood tests on and we just told him to start taking vitamin d before we did any treatment and he didn't and we did a we did a a dual arch for him and out of Eight to ten implants. I think I think he lost six of them. We replaced them. He lost them again. We replaced them another time. He lost them again. We did a um, a blood test and found out that he wasn't taking our advice, not taking vitamin D, and his vitamin D was like it was virtually non-existent. And this is one of the reasons why he was having issues. So it's really important that you stress to the patients, particularly if you're going to do blood tests. Look, this is an issue. This needs correcting first, and then we can do your treatment afterwards. Okay, so. Vitamin D supplementation also reduces LDL cholesterol. Can you see how this is all starting to tie in together now? Yeah? Um, and as I said, there is a potential link between low vitamin D and insulin sensitivity as well. So, look, guys, this is what I'm trying to get to. A, there's no black and white answers. And as I've said in a previous podcast as well, you can't isolate 100% of factors Because uh, there's too many factors to take into consideration. So what you start to do is you start to read around the topic and start to build up an idea of, you know, systemically what should be going on. The systemic problems are grossly underrated when it comes to implants. Why? Because we think just in terms of 3D placement of the implants, we don't think enough about the systemic issues. We don't think enough about the biology. If you want to get some really good data, forget the dental journals, forget the dental implant journals, look at the orthopedic journals, look at the osteoimmunology journals the osteoimmunology textbooks they have got so much information there that they've known for 10 15 20 years and at the moment we're just like oh wow this plays a role you know follow the the author what the orthopedic surgeons are doing because they are doing much more invasive much bigger surgery they've had these issues for a long time okay from my perspective dental implants are nothing special okay it's just orthopedic surgery in a patient's mouth that's that that that's what it comes down to so if it's orthopedics in a patient's mouth maybe the orthopedic surgeons know something that we don't this is why reading around subjects is really important as well okay So I just want to summarize again for you quickly. So if you've got elevated uh, low-density lipoproteins, uh, what does that do is it increases the osteoclastic activity, it reduces the osteoblastic activity. Um, High-density lipoprotein will interfere with that that cascade and start to tip the balance back in our favor. We also know that elevated uh, uh, total cholesterol is is linked to uh, failures in bone grafting, seven and a half times more likely to have issues. So not only do you want your cholesterol down, but you want the ratios to be correct as well, okay? Uh, Healthy lifestyle is important, good source of uh, foods, uh particularly olive oil you know don't buy the crap from the supermarkets uh vitamin d and cholesterol again they're linked if you've got a fatty liver because you're not looking after yourself you're not doing enough cardio work uh you've got a bit of a gut like me that will play a role and then that that then interferes with uh uh, with insulin sensitivity and vitamin d and uh, which uh, will will then, um, uh, re- if you've got low vitamin D level, then that will, again, reduce your bone metabolism. It, it all just starts to link together, okay? So let's start to think a little bit more laterally. Let's start to look at patients as a whole. When patients are walking in through the door wanting to have surgery done, I'm not telling you to, to make judgments over on, on your patients, you know? But if you've got somebody who comes in who they're quite clearly not looking after themselves so, uh, so well you may want to consider taking blood tests for them first to make sure you're not trying to ice skate uphill before you've even uh, uh, uh before before you've even uh, started any surgical work for them so thank you guys very much for listening uh i will aim to do another podcast as soon as i can for you guys if there's anything in particular you want to know about i've got loads of topics already uh, written down um if there's anything you want to know about sooner or later just let me know uh very happy to discuss that with you uh, please please ask your uh, uh colleagues who may be interested in listening to give us a listen and uh, share and promote and that would be very much appreciated and i will speak to you guys later bye